From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, major city parkland attraction still closed since last year's floods. One person's flood buyback story, shops reopening, and what does the future hold for Ipswich Civic Centre? It's a New Year yarn over the back fence with Walter Williams and Ashley Mack, where we also share Christmas holiday adventures, including some timely health advice. It's Monday, January 16, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Ebervale didn't affect him very much at all. He was the first voice on QFM all the way back in 1990 and he's still a media tart and a small business owner. I can hear you. Come in, Ash. I'm here and, yes, still a small business. I'd like it to be a big business, but it's still small. (laughs) Walter Williams has called Ipswich home now for 32 years and you'll know his voice on many TV and radio ads. He was previously heard doing his own show on QFM, Star FM, River and 4BC. Welcome, Walter. Good to be back in the new year, mate. It's been eight weeks since we last caught up over the back fence, but let's kick off with some fun stuff, a holiday recap. Now, before I tell you mine, I want to go to you guys and hear what you've been doing. Ashley, you're on the top of my Skype screen, so I'll start with you. Oh, mate, it was uh, it, – it feels like the Christmas you have when you're not having a Christmas with us. Because uh, we've got a, an, our oldest son had a revision done. He had some brain surgery before Christmas. So for six weeks running up to Christmas, we had him, his wife, and their two five-year-old twins, boys, which I'm still suffering from the PTSD. Um, <laughs> I tell you, I've worked it out. The, all you got to do is play hide and seek and find a really good hiding place and you get a rest. But anyway, the, you know, after that, we thought, great, you know, it's been, you know, you know what relatives are like after three, they're like seafood after three days, they're off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we, uh, Penny and I decided we'd sneak down the coast and we had two days down the coast. It was like heaven on a stick, came back and guess what I did? Uh, I had a little heart attack. Yeah, 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 you make very light of it now, but it's a very serious thing, Ash. Actually, the, all the doctors and that said that I did the right thing by getting in there early, and I know the reason that happened, because if you have the symptoms of a heart attack, they're very similar when you're a bit like me, a bit overweight. They're very similar to being out of out of condition. Mm-hmm. And most people around you will see, if you complain to them, saying, gee, I'm you know, feeling lethargic. Oh, you're out of condition, mate. You're just out of condition. Instead of saying, well, go and check your heart. Well, I went and checked the heart and found out that I'd uh, had a little bit of a challenge. They put a stent in. I'm right as rain now. It's a bit like getting a new battery and shoved in. by the way, you're telling that story. It all happened very quickly once you went into oh, emergency. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I think I went into emergency at 10 o'clock in the morning. I was under the, the cardiologist's piece of wire up my arm and into my heart by about 4 o'clock. And by about uh, 11 o'clock that night, I was feeling fantastic. It's amazing the difference that makes. Yeah. It, it was wow. a 90% blockage in what they call the, the widowmaker artery, so I'm very glad it didn't completely block. And there in itself is a takeaway message for all men, I think, Ashley. 
Yeah, get get tested if you have the slightest yep. slightest inkling. Just get yeah. in there. It doesn't cost much. Bang. They take a blood test and they can tell straight away whether your heart's out of hernia or what, whatever. Yeah, okay. Well, that's probably that was wrap, my Christmas. That probably wraps up your entire <laughs> holiday then, particularly and, with and, uh, and, recuperation. And, uh, Guys, doctors were amazed that Ashley Mack actually had a heart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said, holy dooly, there's one there. <laughs> All right, Walter, what about your Christmas adventures? Oh, look, a uh, couple of things. Um, just prior to Christmas, just went down the coast for a week and it was fantastic. You just totally chill out on the beach, lovely. And then came back and got stuck into work again and then took a little break over the Christmas period and uh, decided to do a road trip like you did, but uh, this time I went up to Bundaberg through the back roads, which was fantastic, through all the little country towns in uh, rural Queensland. And it's, it's, there's some beautiful places. you got Kilcoy and Moore and... Uh, Yarraman. Yeah, yeah, all Band of that. Band Springs, Bingerton. Did you yeah. see the bunyip? Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I yes. can't go around without seeing the bunyip. No, and I didn't look closely to see if he still had his... Uh, Polished ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's also a good motorbike ride, Walter. I've done that many times. Oh, it would be a magic motorbike ride. But yeah. the scenery is beautiful. If, if you get a chance, people, do it because it's so much better than driving on the Bruce Highway. That's a boring trip compared Correct. to this one. Correct. Thank you for sharing those adventures over Christmas. Now I'll share mine with you. I had what's called an epic outback adventure, a road trip to Charleville to mark 50 years since I went to work at 4VL. Straight out of school. Yeah. Uh, Charleville hasn't changed very much at all in all that time. It's a very neat town, very tidy. Uh, The most significant thing I noticed was that the main street there is Will Street, and that used to be the main street of commerce, now seems to have moved into one of the cross streets, Alfred Street. Seems to have uh, more things going on in it. It was a great trip. The road's really good. Was it wet out there? Like, was it affected by the floods and stuff? We missed all the floods uh, because it was a few weeks earlier that it had a lot of rain out west. It had Mm. moved down into the Darling River and the road trip, we ended up down the Darling River Way, particularly at Wilcannia, where the river was several kilometres wide and it was peaking at that time in in sort of early to mid-December. So that was quite spectacular. And Wilcannia is a very small town in outback New South Wales, as you probably know. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little bit maligned. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to one of ABC Radio's Sarah Konofsky's conversations hmm. with the music teacher and deputy principal at Wilcannia State hmm. School. It's a must-listen, guys. But the road trip itself, the other surprises were around Cobar and Burke, or more particularly Cobar, hundreds if not thousands of goats on either side of the road. What? Uh, goats? Yeah, goats. More hazardous than skippies. Well, that goat soap's got to come from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody should round them up. There's, there's, I don't know whether they're just running wild or whether somebody owns them, but they're just everywhere. Really? Uh, yeah. Goats. A real surprise. Another, changed the whole balance out there, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it certainly has. And another tip, if you're uh, long distance driving uh, between Cunnamulla and Burke is about 260 k's, not one servo. 
Did you see the Cunnamulla fella? No, I was looking. We stopped there for lunch twice. They're on the way back as well. (laughs) That is just a great drive. If you ever Mm. get to do the drive to Adelaide where you go down, you know, Wilcannia, Dubbo, Wilcannia, Nevertire, Ningen, um, Cobar, all that way through there. It's just a beautiful part of Australia. It is indeed. All right, that's Mm. enough on our holidays. Uh, At one time, it was our city centre's showpiece. I'm talking about Riverheart Parklands between the two bridges. It's still closed, according to Council's website. Walt, you live nearby. Can you confirm if it's still closed? Oh, yes. I walked past it this morning. In fact, I walked past it most mornings. The locals are getting restless, i got to tell you, because I, I notice on the signage there where it says, you know, keep out, you will be prosecuted, park is closed. Someone started to write the question, why, on the signs? <laughs> I will. I'm due to catch up with the Mayor later this week for the January Council meeting. How about I put that question to the mayor and see if we can get some concrete answers as to why it's taken nearly a year? Yeah, it's going to be a year next month, and and that's just ridiculous. This has got to be sorted. Some of the the lights I noticed just observing this morning uh, are still down, so they haven't done anything to really repair the park even. Mm. Um, is Is it a problem we don't have enough money to do all this stuff or what? Well, that's the only reason I can think of, but let's wait to hear what uh, what the Mayor has to say. Priorities have certainly changed under the current regime. There was a time when it was an absolute top priority for the parklands to be reopened because, let's face it, it's when it's open, it's great. It's a popular walkthrough and people take their dogs, all that sort of thing. And I think it would be a, a drawcard to this city for people to visit as well. It would be another gem in the crown of Ipswich. Uh, but I noticed that even before the floods, there was um, a certain lack of interest from City Council on maintaining it properly. Uh, the water feature that's there, there's a, there's a man-made waterfall, which mm-hmm. looks fantastic at night when it's lit up and running properly. That hasn't been operational for ages. So there was a general lowering of maintenance expectations Mm. leading up to... So I've got a feeling that they don't... The current administration isn't a friend of the park. Let's find out the real answers later this week, Walter. Uh, Mm. While we're down by the river, I don't want to raise this, but I will. Uh, Is there a final chapter on the flood buyback saga for your home? Personally, the Ponderosa isn't subject to the the buyback, unfortunately, because uh, all the millionaires at Hurston got in first before us <laughs> out here in the poor seats. But uh, I'm hoping to try and restump it this year and uh, looking into getting quotes and all of that. But the only thing is... How much higher would you go? Ha- exactly. I've got to go at least another metre or two higher, I reckon, to to get fully out of the, the wet. Mm. So, But that means more steps. And that's the last thing you want as you head in towards uh, senior years. <laughs> Don't put yourself in that category just well, yet. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Walter, Walter, yes. it's only going up. You could install the world's best bat pole <laughs> in that place. Right. And that oh, would look, be fun. You'd- Margie would love that. She She's <laughs> a huge Batman fan. And uh, if she could have a bat pole, she'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> Council is currently revisiting the future of the Civic Centre. Now, you'll remember under the Pasali era council, there were two options proposed, one next to the Health Plaza, which the artist's impression was very impressive, overlooking the David Trumpy Bridge and the river. Uh, the other site was, uh, I don't know whether it still is QR land, but it was at the time in Ellenborough Street, both quite impressive. All sorts yeah. of hurdles. 
came up, not the least of which was lack of funding from the state and feds. Do you think expanding the existing 1970 Civic Centre, albeit with its regular updates, is really a viable option or should council be concentrating on a new site? Can I go to you first, Ash? Well, I'm, the Civic Centre is good. I, I don't see a problem with the one we've got. And I think the way that we're taking entertainment now is changing. I think what's happening is, is entertainment is being brought into the home. I would much rather them build somewhere where you could go and make a video and distribute it, some sort of um, new technology hub where people could come along, artists, bands and that sort of stuff, could come in, make the, the Ipswich concert and then post it on the web. Mm. I think it's like that Hindley uh, Street band do in Adelaide. Interesting. Sort of Studio 188 mm. kind of fills that role now. Yeah, yeah uh, probably and, does, yeah. And the fire station as well, mm. doesn't it? Walt, what about you? You're, you're much more of a theatre goer than Ash, I sense. Well, yeah, I, I go to the Ipswich. Ipswich Civic Centre once a month to go and see Stitch and the Switch and catch up on comedy. Mm. So I'm there every month and uh, and having a laugh. What I think uh, could happen is the old council building that's just across from it. We could utilise that, cut off that road altogether. It's pretty useless. The one in between the Civic Centre and the old council building. You're talking South and, Street, yeah. Yeah, mm. and turn that into one huge Civic Centre precinct to extend that area because... One of the things we can't get in this city is it's not a big enough centre for draw carding big concert Correct. acts. So it needs a bigger centre, really. And, mm, and it really does. unfortunately, it's quite limited. I like your idea about taking over the old humanities building across South Street. Problem is, I'm pretty sure the horse has already bolted because that whole block now has been sold to Queensland Health. Oh, it has. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So and that's, that's so going to be really big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So look, the Civic Centre, as is, certainly has a role for the smaller, intimate type shows, but we need mm. we need a big one. Like, you know, we're a city that's bigger than many regional centres in Queensland. Mm. You have much better facilities than we do, and the reason because we're so we're close a dormitory to, suburb yeah, of we're Brisbane. so close to yeah. Brisbane. Yeah, dare I say, I think yeah. even Bundaberg has a better civic centre than we do. And Mackay has a very impressive centre. Yeah, yeah, and Mackay has but a I very reckon impressive. we're going to be, 10 years from now, we're going to be seen as an outer suburb of Brisbane because it's just getting so close. Mm. Let's hope you know, not, actually. price of real estate, you know. Let, let's hope we can keep our own identity. I want to go to Hogsbreath in the city, which has been there about, about 30 years, we think. Um, yeah, and it's it's in the process of getting close to reopening. Should they have built back there again? Because it mm. that's probably more prone to flooding than your house, Walt. Oh, absolutely. They're lower than me. Um, I, I wouldn't have rebuilt there, but especially the uh, the insurance premiums must be over the moon at if the moment. If they can insure it at all. If they could insure yeah. it all, exactly. Mm. But they're totally refurbishing it and the owners are promising to have it open by either later this month or next month. It's very close looking at the progress that's happening at Hogsbreath well, Cafe. The the fruit and veggie guy, Clint, was across the road from yeah. there and he's, uh, he's moved out to North He's pulled out. Because, well, yeah, he, he's pulled out of that area, but he's still running. He's got a really good operation happening over at North, uh, North Ipswich. He, it was just the inability to sort of be able to predict his future Yeah, when you talk to him that he said, look, it's easier to go and find somewhere where I'm not going to get flooded. Yeah, so now we've got a muscle supplements place in where the fruit market was. So well, it should I'm, be easy to move out in a hurry uh, if the water comes up again or when the water comes up again. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's when the water comes yeah, up again. It's, it's not. It's not. Can't beat nature. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right, guys. Hey, it's been fantastic to catch up. We, I hope you enjoyed your break. It sounds like you did, and we'll do it all again next month. Cheers, Walt. Thank you, mate. And Ashley. Been more fun than you can poke a stick at. See you guys. And a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes, including to that conversation hour with Sarah Konofsky. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.